What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Is that a Buck Mason V-neck you got there? Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, it's a little bigger than I thought in terms of the V-neck, but I don't know if you I know, could wear it out to dinner, but I can definitely wear it around the house. I'll say the good thing about the V-neck, it makes the neck look skinny. You know, it gives it you a lot of neck. Yes. I, I, the, the material's fantastic. Yeah. They're not even a sponsor this week, but uh, no. what's up, everybody? Reporting for duty. Ham after the Masters, uh, Debo. I just there's a uh, Aaron Judge just said no to Debo money. He just got a base hit on Sunday Night Baseball, and um, yeah, we're starting another week, so it's good to see everybody. You know, if you, I was thinking today, Rams 49ers. Like you don't want to blow your load week one Thursday Night Football, even though that would think how sweet that would be. They did go Yankees Red Sox Sunday Night Baseball right off the bat. Yeah, I, I do get baseball, nineteen of them. I think baseball and football are in a different place right yeah. like football can put legitimately like jags browns without deshaun watson right and we'd be like eh. and it could be a good game and uh baseball needs to start they need to put their best meal out front forward you know you couldn't happen. go like rangers ace sunday night baseball no you could not no. you got to go yankees red Sox, and just kind of hope you pull people in and then Maybe you sneak it in, and if they played like 22 times, does anyone notice if we add like extra Red Sox-Yankees games and less Rays Red Sox games? Would anyone notice? I don't know. It's a hell of a question. It's a hell of a question. I So you, you're you're opposed to Niners-Rams week one Thursday night football? No, I'm not opposed. I'm just saying you don't have to do it in the NFL. Baseball, I think it, it's more necessary to do it. Would you, what, what do you, you don't, I mean, you could do the, the NFC West plays the AFC West. You could do one of those matchups pretty easily, you know, and just boom, start right. Rams, Chiefs, Rams, Raiders, Rams, Broncos, and be off and running. Right. And save yeah, the divisional games for, you know, Fox, I'm sure is going to want with Russell gone now, Seattle's a little bit less of a player. Right. That's the one thing with baseball, like regardless who they have on their team, like the Red Sox and Yankees, like Seattle is no longer a prominent brand for them. Yeah. And they're hoping you would think the Packers are still going to be a, a cruise to the playoff team. But there is a chance. Right. You just never know. Like it could things could unravel. Right. That would be a huge blow. The usual Russell Wilson and the Packers aren't good. You'd have to start, you know, reevaluating your, you know, so you yeah. probably want to save the Rams and the Niners. You know, may a little longer if you could. Well, I, 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 I think that, it'd be a win. The Rams are playing Thursday night football no matter what. I think it'd be a win for the Niners to not play that game week one. The Niners feel like they always get like. Because yeah. Garoppolo just is a slow starter, you know. Very true. Just feel it'd be like Niners Falcons week one. That's they, they, that's like their start. They, they yeah. It's, it's usually, but it's it just rarely like. And a moose bush. Niners Packers week one. They always start with random teams. Right, they did. Who was it last year? The Lions. They did one year. Tampa. Yeah, Niners at Lions. That was a <laughs> Niners at Tampa. I think the Super Bowl year, or maybe that. Yeah, because they beat Jameis. Yeah, that was week one. Uh, yeah. Was Ruben kicked out that night? Might was that the Ruben game? Uh, I think so. it's all kind of running together now. So yeah, 2019 is a long time ago in just normal time, but when you factor in the last couple of years, that feels like 17 years ago. Yeah. 
Yeah. Oh, by the way, I got a photo. You went out on Saturday night, and uh, somebody sent me a photo of you out. So. <laughs> oh, that's Devo. Looking Look good. Look at that, that leather. That's a lot of leather. Is that all leather? That's all leather. Yep. Do you own? Do you own any leather? Um, I don't own any. Uh, no, not other than shoes. Leather shoes. That doesn't count. That's I, I, no. I mean, a, like a coat. No, I, I, I need a leather. I need a leather bomber. You know. I've been thinking about one for a while. You've got a leather jacket. You used to wear it to Raider games. I, I got rid of it, I think. But <laughs> it's like a blazer, right? It was like the spirit of Al. I thought it was sweet. I got I, made was fun sweet. of everywhere I went, regardless whether it was in college, then to Fresno, then to the Eagles, and then to the Raiders. Like I, I would bust that thing out. So yeah. I would be so proud and I would get made fun of consistently. I, it, takes, I, it takes balls to pull, you know, most leathers off. And it looked good on the Raiders' sidelines. I'll say that. It fit in, yeah. I, I, I thought it was a good look. I busted, I thought it was a unique an, look. I busted out to an Eagle game run, one time, and I didn't, you know, Roseman and, and Lewis, you know, wasn't a big hit. But they, they don't have the balls to pull that off. Yeah, it's know? haters, John, haters. I don't know if – did you happen to see the video I posted of the three guys behind – uh, Joaquin uh, uh, Soria, Joaquin, uh, <laughs> Joaquin Neiman yeah, on uh, par three on Saturday. And just the, the amount when Cam Smith on Sunday watching the Masters hit the ball in the water on the par three uh, 12th. Yeah. My whole timeline was like, yeah, bro. Like, what do you do? Like, everyone know, like, you know, just a bunch of dudes who just from their couch were reading the wind, <laughs> you know. And it just cracked me up. It's just, I don't know, man. It just cracks me up. It's just, it's like we're driving every person, every person in their car. What the fuck is this guy doing? What are they doing? Well, I think on that hole specifically, right? It's not that long. So even the average golfer, it's 150 yards. And they, they just think, why is this so difficult yet? For whatever reason at the masters consistently guys hit it in the water. Like I, I saw Justin Thomas, I just clicked on his scorecard. He doubled that hole. I didn't see the highlights. I would imagine he went in the drink. Guys yeah. go in the drink for whatever well, reason. What did Cam Smith, quadruple or triple? Tripled. Triple. So he missed the putt. Yeah, he missed the double. He missed uh, the double. I, yeah, I did see well, I think where you, I think where you get really fucked on that hole, right, is there's a, there's a drop zone, but it's really close. So they go – most of the guys, like, try to go back farther. That's why you see these guys hitting almost back from the tee because they want like a hundred yard shot, not a forty yard shot. Right. So it's already in their head. Yeah. And then really, you're just hitting the same shot that you just fucked up on. It's just a little less short. That's why guys have consistently double doinked it. Right. I give I give Cam I give him a lot of credit for going for it, John. He was down what like four strokes. It was or was it three? Was it ten seven? I think it might have been 10-6 at the time. 10-6, it was four back. I mean, he cost himself a lot of money by not playing it safe. Second place to fifth place is a million-dollar difference, 1-6 to 6. 1-6-2, I think, to 6. Yeah, he was playing to win. So I give give him credit, but, man. uh, It was – it did – I think it's easier to stomach. I think a couple years ago – I'd have to go like watch the replay of the exact setup, but Spieth was leading the year. Willett won it, and he went in there twice, and then Willett, you know, took the lead. So it to me, he didn't have the lead. He was well down. It's not as crazy. I thought the craziest thing that happened today is one of the all-time, and I repeat, all-time blunders in broadcasting. With obviously golf, you know, 
a lot of the golf media complains about it's 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 a tough sport to cover, right? Because you got guys in every hole. Work. It's a tough sport to show on television. It's not like football, you're saying a lot of the golf media com- complaints about the coverage of golf. Yeah, just I, I just yeah. think it's it's hard. It just can be, you know. Why didn't we see that shot? Why didn't we see that shot? And yeah. I think, and then the purists say it just turns into a highlight show because when you're watching the leaders and they're like, let's go to 18, it's a long putt. You're like, this thing's going in. Right, right. But it's, it's I, I think we have to acknowledge it's not like basketball where it's all going on at the same place. Like everyone's all spread out. But for Faldo to go like, oh my God, did you see what just happened while they're watching someone else? Like that never explain, happens in back golf. Up, back up and explain exactly what happened. Well, Rory... It's the most incredible bunker shot into the hole probably of the weekend. I mean, it's as good of a shot you'll see on any week of golf. It's incredible. And it's Rory McIlroy, so it's extra big. And he's having the day of his life, right? He he shot 64, or that was the 64. And then all of a sudden, Faldo kind of comes in out of nowhere. We're kind of taking in this Cam Smith falling apart like, oh, my God, Jim, this might be the craziest thing I've ever seen. But they're watching the other players. And you can tell Jim's like, He goes, I don't want to ruin it is what – can you say i don't want to ruin it while you ruin it i don't want to ruin it but uh that uh, that card for your birthday has 300 dollars in it but i don't want to ruin it enjoy the surprise does he get talked to about that you think after i mean i would think nance was or were they together on the 18 or was faldo on 17 I would think they were typically on the, you know, the the tower on 18. Yeah, I, Nance would be shooting daggers through him with his eyes, I would think. I mean, that's like we all acknowledge here that some of this stuff is tape delayed, but it only works if we all kind of treat it the same if we, you know, treat it the same. We have to this, to me it's similar. It's not the same thing exactly, but we, you know, over the years the whole thing with the NFL draft and tipping picks. You know, like what is this? Is this we got to get the information out as quickly as possible, or is this an entertain? Is this an, a TV show for entertainment, right? And ultimately, like my take has always been, it's a TV show for entertainment. Like, let's keep it that, as opposed to like we got to shifters got to get the picks out as quickly as possible. World security depends on knowing just as. Now, I get knowing as fast as possible because once the information's out, like you just you know, it's hard to keep yourself in the dark. Like I've never watched things on DVR without. And, 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 I, and I would say that, and I would say the difference of that in golf, like. It is just one event, and because the way the TV is set up, it's like a two-minute delay of the information, so it just kind of gets weird fast, right? Oh, Jim, wait. I don't want to ruin it, but wait until what you see. And then the other it's not like they just cut. He dropped. I got goosebumps. That's the coolest thing I've ever seen before he even acknowledged what happened. That's what he said. He said, I just got goosebumps, Jim. Yeah, and keep in mind, at that point in time, Scotty's at 10 under, and that got – right, Scotty was at 10 under, and that got Rory – to seven. seven under. So I got Rory three shots back. It tied the lowest round. Only seven other people had shot 64, the final round of the Masters. Only two guys had done better. Nick Price and Greg Norman shot 63. And Nance tried to, Nance actually did a good job of giving it the thing. But it's just, when you know what's going to happen before it happens right there, it was brutal. It was killer. Yeah, it was bad. And it was the highlight On, of the weekend, I would say. Besides like Scotty winning the green jacket. That moment, and then Colin basically two seconds later doing the same thing a little less his was less difficult while still being incredible Rory's was insane right he had to hit it up on the side of the green and then it rolled all the way down it was crazy I mean I didn't even think of this until you said it while we were talking about it the fact that Nance was on 18 watching it happen so what happened in front of Jim and Jim who's the director right he's the orchestra he's the guy in charge on air bit his tongue clearly was just gonna wait 
and let it play out and give everybody the show. And he got like circumvented by his number two. <laughs> you know, I think it's a fireable fit. Uh, uh, HR on the stream says Jack Nicholson had it written into his movie contracts that nobody could tell him to score the Laker game because he had the game on tape at home. I was listening to uh, I listened to this Bill Simmons rewatchable pod on the Batman where he played the Joker in like 1988 with, with yeah. the Michael Keaton. It took them like three hours to do his makeup every time they would shoot. Okay. What they would do is they would tape all the Laker games. So when they were doing his his makeup, he would watch the Laker games on tape. Think how different the world was back then, right? They would have it on a VHS tape where they tape it. Obviously, I'm sure they were shooting in Southern California because if they weren't, they wouldn't even be able to get the game to them fast enough probably, right, right? Right. So I would imagine they shot the thing in Southern California where the games were on. I would imagine every game, but 1988, even every, is every Laker game on local TV? Because when we were like... In late 90s, now well, again, it's the Kings and the Lakers. 80, we did not have every Kings game on. Do you remember being a kid at the I do. 31? I do. I, I I mean, listening to the book about the Lakers, they're still in the early 80s, but like the first, the, the Lakers-Celtics championship that the Lakers won with Magic playing center, or Lakers-Sixers, sorry, not Lakers-Celtics, that thing was tape delayed. Why? On, t- on television. Like, it wasn't live on TV. And that was the finals. In, in 81? In 81, Yeah. Yeah, Jack loves loves hoops. So is Jack still around? Laker game? I mean, uh, yeah, I, other things to do. Or? No, I, I I think I saw him this year. I saw LeBron just tweeting about going to a baseball game. He's got nothing to do. Yeah, I saw that too. Feels like a nice weather. <laughs> was he being uh, sarcastic there or be being serious? I just, can never tell. I mean, he was being serious. I think, but I think yeah, I, I thought know. so too. Uh, JB on the stream says, "Who called the brutal leg snap of the Louisville player in March Madness a decade ago?" Had to be Jim, right? Yeah, well, I it wasn't the final. I think that was in the Elite Eight, I think. I thought it was like Louis. I, I again was it in the final four. Oh, maybe I it was on a race. They court. were below. Yeah, you know? you're right. You're right. I think that could that have been the finals? Uh, I'm reading a story about it right here. Uh, regional final. So regional final would be the final four, right? Okay. The sight of his tibia bone protruding from the skin left Rick Pitino and teammates in tears. Kevin Ware was the guy. Magic won the championship in 80. Thank you. Um, I but I don't, it, did they show replay? Yeah, I think it was controversial because maybe they sh- they did or they didn't show a replay. I don't remember exactly what the story was on that injury. Did you see a couple of still shots of Tiger walking down and his ankle looks like it's at an angle? No, I didn't. Did it look? He looked uncomfortable. Well, what did you think of the week of Tiger this weekend? I just think that he's in a lot of pain he feels like he's grimacing it doesn't feel like a sustainable thing like it's just the notion of he can put one round together like i'm as big of a fan as you'll find but like he's not going to be able to win golf tournaments like i I think it's very very unrealistic because he might be able to put a round let's say he's on in a warm weather and shoot 68 or 7 right and just be in the mix with all these guys for a round his putter gets hot I, I cannot see. I saw someone tweet. I had a similar, uh, like I had my ankle shattered rod. And just because like, you know, someone, one of the famous media guy tweeted like, why did no one ask him about his, you know, his, I don't some question about his ankle or whatever. And this mm-hmm. guy tweeted like, bottom line is I had a, something similar happen to me. I've had a rod. You never like, 
that's how you walk the rest of your gotcha. life. Gotcha. Yeah, that would be my question. Is like, he's not going to get a smoother gait. So he's done with his rehabilitation. I think he has to maintain it, but I don't think yeah. like it's always going to take an hour before and after to get the swelling out and all that kind of stuff. Or remember Navarro? Remember Navarro? That's yeah, where? Peter King wrote it, and Navarro later kind of denied, right, that it was as dramatic as Peter King said. But you're right, that was a severe leg injury. Yeah, now it was cold. Like that, that's you know, it was unique weather for the Masters, right? Like it well, wasn't. It was answer. sunny, but it clearly wasn't. You know, ninety degrees. I think the U.S. Open is in Mass. I think the PGA Championships in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Is that that Southern Hills? Is that and he's won there before. It should be hot, but he said he might not. He doesn't know if he'll be able to play. Yeah, I text someone that might be in the loop a little bit. He thought that he he'd be shocked if he doesn't play all four. Well, part of his confirmed he's playing St. Andrews. Yeah, part of his interview was I want to play Southern Hills. We'll see. Like if I can. What if he can't move all week? I think it feels like it's going to be kind of touch and go. It's going to be, I, I wouldn't be surprised if it's like this Masters experienced again, right? Which is just like the week before Southern Hills, Tigers trying. It's, out it's in early. a month. It's a month from now. Seriously? Do you yeah, think in May. if Phil comes back, you could pair those two together? I think that'd be great. <laughs> I do too. I think that'd be fantastic. I, I I'd watch. <laughs> so, but why is the U.S. Open not coming up with him? What do you mean? Well, I mean we're talking about Southern Hills, the PJ Championship, and we're talking about St. Andrews. The U.S. Open's between those two. Is it assumed he is, or that he's, or has he already said he's not playing the U.S. Open? I, I kind of just assume that it's just such a brutal tournament. Why would he even want to mess yeah. with? Yeah, yeah. That's. I mean, that was kind of my assumption too, but. Or you could look at it, it might give him a better chance to compete because it kind of wipes a bunch of guys out. I don't, you know, I, don't, I guess you could look at it two ways. Maybe. Uh, by it feels the way, like his, his over under every year moving forward is four tournaments. And if you get four, it's all gravy. If you get two, it's good. If you get the like, Masters every year, that in and of itself would actually make it feel pretty incredible if you only see Tiger play golf once or twice a year, right? And one of them is the Masters. Yeah. It's Luckily, he's won all these, so he's grandfathered in. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. I do think he's like the 950th. He hasn't played in forever, so his world rankings. Like, the only way you get into the Masters is be a top 50 player or win a tournament. Or have won. Or if you finish, if like like Harry Higgs got in because he finished top five at last year's PGA Championship. Like, there are a couple of those, right? If you finish top five. how about five being a US Masters Open. champion? Yeah, you're grandfathered in. Yeah, yeah. It's why, like, Larry Mize and, guys, and Fred Couples, right? Charles Schwartzel. Who played now, well this week? Yeah, Charles Schwartzer could still play a little bit. Like I know, Larry, but he'd been playing. He'd been playing bad. Like Larry Mize, should Larry Mize be still playing? But yes. how do you blame him? Like he won it, so absolutely, he should still be playing. Come for the dinner. What's Scotty gonna have next year? Huh? Well, you think Texas barbecue, right? Something good. Barbecue ribs. Update on our DraftKings game from last week. Congrats to Alex Alex Eber, uh, who won for who finished in first place. How much money? In the Ham DraftKings Masters, $805.05 for Alex. Took our 40 bucks. Yep. <laughs> uh, MJM finished second, 645 bucks. Mr. Marcus third, $483. Mr. Notgas the fourth, 322 bucks. And uh, down we go. I was talking to... Uh, we, we gave out some cash this week. Yeah. I mean, 10th place paid... 128 bucks on a $20 entry. So, no, you congrats. Know, I don't He's an ROI. It's about 5x. Where did you do you know uh let's see. I was I, I was 130th when I checked I with like 3 holes left. 
my team sucked. Did you get a bunch of guys missed the cut? I had two, but my other guys were so shitty. My best player was Lowry. Oh, Billy Horschel. I mean, it's like what Horschel. I, why? Why you, you always take Horschel? Well, because I mean, sometimes he has his moments. He has one top ten, I think, in a major or something like that. I know, but I just and it was a was, long time ago. I thought this was his time. I saw the same thing with Gary Woodland. Like his his second year on tour, he had a top ten in a major. Well, part of it. my philosophy, and I'm going to stop doing this, is I try to zig when everyone's zagging. I understand? Like I, I should have gone what, with Bryson then. Well, in what world? I, I I that he was untouchable. Why would you, if you were like follow it even remotely? Not take Scotty Scheffler this week, right? He's the hottest player in the world, but I was like, I'm not taking Scotty Scheffler. No, it's too good to be true. The guy just fucking cruised on the Masters. Cruised. You know what's funny is I'm just looking here. First place, didn't have him. Second place, no. Third place, no. Fourth place, no. Because I Don't you think the average person just had the philosophy of like, you know, this is probably going to be an off week for him. He was also the most expensive player, I think, this week. Was he? Yeah, like him or or Yeah, Rom was up there. Because I took Rom, Scotty. So three point nine percent of people had Scotty in this game. Yeah, that's low. I feel like Rom's gotten a little bigger walking next to Tiger. The guy I watched him next to Tiger. I'm thinking, one guy was in a hospital bed for three months. Somehow, I I I text Hunter Mahan. I was like, "What is Tiger's diet? Like, have you when you were on tour, do you ever hear anything like around it?" He said one thing. He was very serious about like getting blood drawn to know exactly what to eat because because he's so into like health and fitness and working out that he'll lose weight fast. So he has to eat. Like, I think Tiger eats a lot of the right foods. Yeah. His calorie intake is not low. Like me, I try to keep it low. Tiger needs to keep it high or he would get skinny. He would lose all his mass. But I'm, how how disciplined he is. Rom, who's just been up and at him, been the number one player, looks like he's getting chubbier. He's 20 years younger. Tiger, his upper body does look fantastic, doesn't it? Like, how did he not gain weight? He looks, uh, I I think you and I were talking about this the other day. I would, to use a like a sports writer term, marvel at his lat. He's never, he probably, he hasn't had to adjust his pants in 20 years. I mean, and he's got kind of jacked. But he's been bedridden several times over it's that cr- period. I know. It's crazy. Maybe in the middle, he's lost a bunch of weight. We haven't seen him, but maybe he's just fucking... In the bed, but you know he's got a bunch of back surgery, so it's not like he's just been bench pressing in no, the last years. I, 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 now it's not like he can go on jogs. Like what? What is he doing? I, to me, I was thinking about this. Tom Brady has made millions of dollars, right? Pushing his like avocado ice cream. He's, he's told everyone what he does, whether you agree with it or not. We all make fun of it. He's told everyone. Tiger guy kind of came out of nowhere like ten days ago that he was going to play in this tournament. Let alone what the hell he's been doing. He he doesn't tell a soul. I was telling you before we hopped on, can you imagine all like Bryson? I mean, we have a YouTube channel, but like those guys love like starting YouTube channels. They think like they're quote unquote brand, which I don't blame them. Bryson gets a lot of views. Again, we do the same thing. So I'd be a hypocrite. Can you imagine if Tiger just did a YouTube channel where like once a month, just like an NFL style montage video of just what he's doing? Like how many people would watch that? It'd be fascinating, but he doesn't, he would never do that one. But two, I want to know what the fuck's going on. Like, what's he doing? Yeah. Well, he he says things like, and I saw I watched this Jim Nance interview he did before the CBS uh, telecast took over at eleven, and he was talking about. And then I saw this video of the day. Did you see the video of the day of him talking to the Stanford football team before their game at UCF like three years ago? Did you happen to see that? No, I mean I I remember so that David Shaw went on. Uh, He's buddies with him. Right? Eisen. 
this week and like mentioned that when they were at UCF a few years ago, Tiger came to the game, talked to the team before the game. So Stanford put out the video a few days ago. Well, Tiger didn't just come to the game. And I was talking to my buddy, Ryan McGrady, who works at Stanford. He said that, that uh, David did not tell the team who was going to talk to them pregame. And he just told the team, like, I get text messages from people all over the country. Like the, the who's who, you know, like Condoleezza Rice, like all these people, they all, they want to know how you guys are doing. In fact, somebody who wants to check on you, who checks on you guys all the time is here today. And Tiger walks through the door wearing a home of champions, Stanford t-shirt. Badass. And KJ Costello goes, oh shit, it's the fucking goat. (laughs) (laughs) That part was not in the video. But he was the quarterback at Stanford at the like time. Like they did the double doors in the locker room. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't. That part wasn't the video. I don't know. But Tiger just walks in. Tiger's got a backpack with him. He's like, I've dedicated my life to being great at golf. I have sacrificed everything to be the greatest golfer I could get. Uh, I could be, and um, you know, I've I've reaped the benefits of it. And he unzips his backpack and he pulls out a green jacket, and the play starts going nuts. And he's like, Coach Shaw, come over here. And he puts the jacket on. He, David Shaw, he puts it on, puts his arms through it. And in the eight seconds, David, he like has to get it off. It feels to him like yeah, there's I shouldn't wear this crawling. Like I should not be wearing this jacket, you know. And then they they went they got their but he put the jacket in a backpack in a back. It was like rolled out of a backpack. It was hilarious. Just crumpled up the way you would put a hoodie back there on your way to a you know a weekend trip. Yeah, St- Stanford lose that game. They got they got killed because remember <laughs> Gabriel Gabriel Davis. Gabriel Davis roasted the, them. The dude on the Bills? Yes, the dude on the Bills roasted them that day. I mean, UCF, in fairness, UCF's pretty good. Right? Yeah, it turned out they were good. Yeah. <laughs> and Stanford got better as the year went along. But uh, <laughs> but the point is that Tiger... Was this, he were they like in stuff, their pads? Was this like pregame? Yeah, it was pregame. He says stuff in the Nance thing I watched today, too, that's just basically what he's saying is, I do whatever... I, I, push my body to the limit i'm willing to do what it takes but like you said like we don't even what does that mean exactly did ray lewis really pissed know. off for greatness was wasn't he talking to stanford basketball yep. nit yeah it was stanford it was stanford <laughs> pregame yeah. they got some pretty good talkers I pissed off for greatness <laughs> that was good nit i i tiger i got i'm gonna have to t- make a note and go watch that yeah stanford football tweeted it this week so it was it was good didn't you uh, you did the Stanford game? Said who's their starting running back? Emmett Smith Jr. looks good, better than Barry Sanders' kid. EJ Smith, yeah, yeah. I mean, like he's going to be their starting running back this year. He's like a legitimate two guy. Shot it was a big deal when he when he committed to Stanford from Florida, ago. right? Yeah, yeah. So he could he chose over the SEC schools to come here. That's pretty. He looks cool. good. He looks fast. I mean, it's a spring game, but he looks fast. Scored two touchdowns, one out of the slot. Shoop, shoop. That's a small. I, I got to give Emmett a lot of credit because it would have been really easy to go to the SEC, right? The guy, I mean, they live in Florida. His dad went to Florida. I don't know. Did Florida was he like a big recruit? Yeah, uh, I don't. I have to go back and look. I would guess he was a four star because I yeah. just rem- I remember the day he announced it was a big deal. EJ Smith. EJ Smith. Twenty four seven. Is his real name Emmett? Yeah, Emmett, Emmett James. Jr. Emmett Smith Jr. Yeah. Yeah, he was a four star from uh from Texas, from Dallas. Dallas, not Florida. No. But he was that makes sense. No, he was a fifteenth ranked player in the state of Texas. Which pretty big deal. Uh um, you have his do you have his rivals up right now? Yeah. 
Who are Florida, some Georgia, A&M, Alabama. I give Emmett a lot of credit for sending his kid to Stanford. Or, I well, mean, at least at least influence, you know, saying, hey, man, you should look at this. Somebody said Emmett really wanted him to go to Florida. Emmett was there. They got this tight end. Stanford, they got a tight end who's, who played for Trent Dilfer last year who caught two touchdowns in the spring game. True, true freshman. Stanford, things have changed, yeah. Like, you can get – they get guys in, a few guys in early, and then they got this pass rusher for Matter Day. Actually, funny story. You'll enjoy this. Before Trent Dilfer's – must be have like a legitimate program. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> Jesus. Turns out, have you heard of this? Maybe people listening to this have heard of this. Stanford's got this pass rusher who's legit, like major four-star, early enrollee, and um, true freshman. Tr- true, true freshman. And uh, uh, he, one of the things, I guess he hits, he's hit the quarterback a couple times in spring. Like, turns out. to the ground. Yeah, or just like hit his arm, like gotten a little too close to him, you know? Yeah. And and uh, David Bailey's his name. And uh, well, turns out modern day high school. Maybe there's other people out here that do high school football that I don't know if you're familiar with this. The backup quarterback is live during practice. Oh, my God. How embarrassing is that? That's fucked up. <laughs> is that messed up or what? I mean, just like Rudy. What are we doing? That's, Starting quarterback. That's... Can't touch him in practice. Backup quarterback is live. So that's his thing. Like I'm getting used to this. He's like, yeah, I'm sorry. He's, he said it. He's like, I, I'm just, I'm not used to it. The backup quarterback was live in high school. That's man, I've never heard of that anywhere. That's crazy. Is that crazy or what? That's I've never insane. heard of that either. That's insane. Now, would it shock you if I told you like in the SEC, the walk-on quarterback can be live sometimes against first game? It, it would not. <laughs> uh, it would not. That's, so. that's pretty unfair. I mean, you. I need, I need some high school football people to tell me if that's, DM me and tell me if that's a real thing, a regular thing, other places. Well, not only am I live, I'm with the backups. Against, against the ones. So I'm like, the scout fuck. team offense, basically. I got David Bailey. This guy's four-star coming at my ass. <laughs> you know there's been some screaming matches, too, with, like, coaches. Like, get him off the quarterback! Sean on the stream. High school coach here would never do that, but we're much lower end than modern day. Clearly works for them. That does feel nice oh, though. That's fantastic. Ryan says, I love when Dilfer comes on Collins show and flexes his high school football program. They don't lose many games. LOL. That's Kurt funny. says, uh, it's bothersome that Debo isn't working with Trey. Then again, his kid is closer to Florida. I hear guess I, will be the main target. Now, let's get to that. Let's, let's dive into Debo. I love those off season dynamics <laughs> before we do, John, let's tell the people about manscaped the best in men's grooming. Go to manscaped.com. Use the promo code ham. To get 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com. It is spring. It is time for spring cleaning. Oh, you better believe it. Lawnmower 4.0s, the most precise shave. Did we mention, guy, that it's waterproof as well? You got USB chargers. You got it, it's fantastic. You and I have been using it, trimming balls, trimming backs, trimming butts. It's just a fantastic trimmer. I, my, my butts, I got more three, hair. On the my three butt B's, John. Those are the, yeah. the three. The three B's. Uh, we also got the uh, what? What's it called? The weed eater. Uh, the you know the nose hair trimmer. Mm-hmm. It is just I I can't or the weed whacker. Uh, it's just fantastic. Clears all the holes. The nose, you know, get those nose hairs because you don't want those like you know out to dinner or a date or nope. Business I had one today. The bad look, and, and you know it's it's very unhealthy, right? To do the uh, tweezers. You know, people have gotten very infections. Dangerous. The so finger, you, the finger tweezers, especially. It's dangerous. Oh, very dangerous. So, yep. right now, Manscaped, you, guys, Testicular Cancer Awareness Month. So, 
you know, keep that everybody. We got a lot of men that listen to the show. So partner with testicular cancer society to bring awareness. So yeah, it's always good to get checked. I, I need to go to get it. I haven't got a physical in a couple of years. It's always just smart to do that. You know, health, wow. health as well. I did not know, John, it's the most common form of cancer in men, 15 to 35. I need to get checked out. Um, how about that? Wow. I did not know that manscape giving support to fighters, survivors, and families impacted by testicular cancer is part of the, we save balls initiative. Uh, Get yourself in spring shape. Let's go. Okay. Sun's out. Bun's out. 20% off plus free shipping with the code ham at manscaped.com. 20% off free shipping. Code ham. Manscaped.com. This is the good stuff. They sent them to us a lot. We've been using for years. For years. Love them. Time to throw out your old hygiene habits. Upgrade your life. Manscaped.com. Get on the Prize Picks app, just like me, and use the code HAM50 for a first deposit match of up to $100. Football season's over, but hoop season is getting hot. Tournament season or the fight for playoff home court, there's no shortage of high-stakes basketball moments this time of year. So get in on the excitement with Prize Picks, America's number one fantasy sports app. And you can get it on baseball, too. I've got some season-long more or less picks on multiple stat projections on home runs. Uh, not off, not feeling great about Shohei less than 38 and a half right now, but I put that one in the app just because I wanted something to root against with the Dodgers. Prize Picks offers injury insurance so that your entries stay live even if one of your players get injured. So hoops, somebody leaves in the first half, no problem. Injury insurance. And on Prize Picks, you can win up to 100x your money with as little as four correct picks i love it it's download the app today use code ham 50 for the first deposit match of up to a hundred dollars butcherbox.com slash ham helps you make good decisions last night i was thinking about ordering out and then i reached into the freezer grabbed some ground beef and all of a sudden it was homemade taco night with butcher box you don't have to worry about what's for dinner butcher box is offering all of you your choice of weeknight meal essentials you get peace of mind with butcher box because it's high-quality meat and seafood you can trust. You get the ultimate convenience because it's delivered right to your door with free shipping, as always, and you get the ultimate customization. Your customization might be, I don't know what to do. Send me the good stuff. And they send you the good stuff, curated. Right now, go to butcherbox.com ham and use the code ham, and you'll get either three pounds of chicken thighs, two pounds of ground beef, or one pound of premium steak tips for free in every order for a year. Plus $20 off your first order. Sign up at butcherbox.com slash ham and use the code ham to choose your free offer and get $20 off. I'm going to give you the same advice I gave my buddy who just called me recently because he was getting a vasectomy. He just came from the doctor. They said they told me I got to shave. I said, gotta get to more like it. And I sent him the lawnmower 5.0 from Manscaped. It's going to be the MVP for him and for you this March. Go to manscaped.com and use the code HAM to get 20% off and free shipping. Get the Performance Package 5.0 Ultra, and you'll be the Cinderella story of March. The Lawnmower 5.0 is strong until the last stroke with a battery that lasts the entire tournament, a waterproof design, and interchangeable skin safe blade heads that guarantee smooth ball handling every time to top it off the performance package throws in two free gifts boxers 2.0 and the new toiletry bag so get 20 percent off and free shipping with the code ham at manscaped.com that's 20 percent off and free shipping manscaped.com code ham when things get hairy make sure to call on manscaped in clutch time can i tell you about my friends 
very, very good friends. And mainly because I've been using this app for a long time. Game time. They are the best ticket app I've ever used. You shouldn't have to worry when you buy tickets to your next big event. You want to go to a concert? You want to go watch Steph Curry and Clay Thompson and Draymond make a little playoff run? Well, that's where you use game time. You just download the app on your smartphone, and you can search any event. Concerts, comedy shows, games, pro and college. Search by price point or search by where you want to sit at the venue. It gives you sightline on the app, and uh, it's really easy. Buying tickets in seconds with like two taps. I cannot recommend it enough, and here's what we're doing for you. When you use the promo code HAM, H-A-M, you save $20 off at checkout. That's promo code HAM at checkout and save $20 to any event. Download the Game Time app now. Debo Samuel, John, who uh, I, we saw, we talked about this. Clarence Hill tweeted that Debo covers the NFL, covers the Cowboys for a long time. He tweeted that 49ers wide receiver Debo Samuel wants to be the highest paid non-quarterback because of his impact and versatility. Who can argue after what he did in 2021? I, you know, I, I think there is an argument. We've talked about the, that this case is pretty complicated because of how good he was, but what a short period of time he's been that, that elite. Just to clarify, do you, do you read that tweet as meaning like more than guys like Miles Garrett and Joey Bosa and eventually Nick Bosa? Is that like his mindset? He's not just talking wide receivers or offensive players or even like Trent Williams, the guy that he walks out with a super gremlin with. Yeah, I, I mean – I think it's it's reasonable to think that he wants to be the highest paid receiver. To me, if we start talking about he wants to be the highest paid nine quarterback, then my question becomes, are we talking about guarantee or are we talking about average annual value of a contract? Right? Because if we're talking about total guarantee, that seems insane to me. If yeah. we're talking about average annual value with a contract, then I guess I could understand that. Like if he's just saying, hey, man, I want I want 35 a year. You know, like if that's the way, feels like it might be an emotional about, time for well, Debo right now. Seems yeah, like four, four year, four years, hundred million dollars, twenty five a year, and uh, twenty eight guaranteed. Who says no? Yeah, <laughs> Debo, right? How do you read that? I, I I read it as I think we know this team pretty well, right? The way they negotiate, and there's negotiations with quarterbacks who we, even we've seen the one year they had Jimmy, right? They had to give him a lot of money for five career starts. It was, but I mean, he played quarterback. We saw last year with Trent Williams. Now, granted, they were negotiating or, you know, there was supply demand, right? So it was going back and forth, the Chiefs, some other teams, which drove up the price a little bit, but it was clear he was going to get a shitload of money. The, they know they're going to give Nick Bosa a boatload of money. I would say, though, historically, when it comes to non premium positions, and this wide receiver now has become one, they, they'll negotiate and it'll get ugly. Uh, did a little bit with Kittle. Uh, Fred Warner was relatively easier. But as we've talked about, those two guys, like linebackers and tight ends combined, their their you know contract guarantees won't you know equal Devontae Adams. So you, you, these are relative easy positions to do. I just think my gut, and I have no inside information on this, their initial offer to Debo Samuel had a guaranteed number that was probably high 30s, low 40s. His agent tells him, and then over the period of time, and let's just say it happens at the combine, right? When you're just kind of throwing out some initial numbers. Well, then over the next couple of weeks, 
it felt like you get paid, you get paid, you get paid. And Debo's like, are you fucking kidding me? So money's all relative. If whoever's listening to this, if you think you're pretty valuable to your company and they offer you $100,000 to work at the job and then all your other counterparts to do jobs similar to you or you view yourself as equals to them make $450,000, that $100,000, even if you were just previously making $50,000, would immediately become offensive. So I understand putting myself in his shoes, but I I am on the Niners' side on this one, right? When it comes to like, I'm not giving him $70 million. That's just not an option. It's just not. But I, I get, I understand where he's coming from. And as this plays out, we're just a couple weeks ago away from, I think, the team reporting. Like, the story is going to either grow or it's going to kind of simmer down, right? But right now, I get where he's sitting as like, I think everyone listening would be offended, I'm sure, by the number they gave him. Even though, like, I, I bet in the Niners' mind, they're like, "What well, you've done it one year. And they're right. I can see it being, uh, maybe emotional is not the right word for Debo, but ver- but it became, I think, it felt probably pretty personal. And I think the situation that you laid out is very believable in terms of what the initial offer would have been. And then you sit down and you look at receiver, receiver, receiver. And I don't know if he's sitting there going, I'm better than that guy. What if it's like a four, four for 90, 39 guaranteed, you know, extension, something like yeah. that, right? You, John, you could even go higher. You could make that number 50 guaranteed. And I bet he'd go, but he got 76. He got 70. And I'm 50. But you know I the just, number. But we know the number's probably not fifty. Right? No, no. But well, yeah, what I'm saying is, I think you could bump the number up to a number we don't think the Niners would offer, and it it would still be taken offense. I don't, however you want to describe it, I think it's probably a pretty jarring couple of weeks, and he might be reeling a little bit. I just that, carried you, motherfuckers, to the playoffs. Exactly. I I played run. You I did what you asked me to do. I became the wide back. But in a sport that it's really hard for a non how often do we talk about guys carrying a team to the playoffs that's not a quarterback? It doesn't, it doesn't happen. It doesn't happen. And I just carried you to the I I just played basketball. Like we just played basketball. That's what I just did. I'd say the last guy that stands out to me was Adrian Peterson with that Christian Ponder team where he ran for like seven thousand yards. The team. <laughs> I mean, he carried I mean he carried the whole year to the playoffs, right? Yeah. But that's the team. That's the team. That's the that's the one. And Adrian was always the highest paid guy, right? So, By far. Man. So, yeah, I, 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 so just, I, I can see I, like, but how does this get resolved? Because I, well, I don't see them in the without him playing more ever just coming to like, OK, we'll end up giving you 68 or something like to me. Their offer is not going to budge. So it, to me, I, I I feel this could get uglier. The question is, and you said earlier, it got uh, kind of ugly with Kittle, I think is how you phrased it. It just you took know, a little while, but it wasn't like in the end, it was where... there were no scabs. Right. There were no deep cuts from that one. The the first question we have to ask with this situation with Debo Samuel is what is Debo Samuel willing to do? And how far is Debo Samuel willing to go? And is he willing to try and force a trade? Is he will like what is he willing to do? Why well, I tell these that's where these always start. If I represented Debo Samuel, he would never take another live rep. Until we had a contract. Now, whether that's a team-friendly deal or a us-friendly deal, there is no rep going. And I've gotten a couple texts with people that are like, well, how's he going to develop a rapport with Trey Lance? Debo don't give a fuck. He'll worry about that once he gets paid. That's how I'd be looking at it if I was on the Debo. We'll worry about that once we get our money, and then we'll deal the rapport. But right now, this is about us. This is a business. We're going to separate it. 
I would not under any circumstances. Now, depending on the relationship, whether you do the hold in or hold out, but there are no live reps. That that, that would have to be the advice, right? And you could even argue in like the mandatory mini camps, right? Running around full speed, like an ACL or something. Like I, I could well, not recommend him doing a live rep. Could you? No, absolutely not. Not if I was really serious about, okay, Debo, like we don't want to, just to be clear, we don't want to take 40, we don't want to take 51, right? Because that's, we could get $51 million. Like we could play it out, push him a little bit. We can get him up from 39 to 51. They'd be happy. But here's the other thing. Like if you're out there taking, you know, live reps, because you're taking one for the team to help out Trey Lance, just know this. And this is what I'd be saying if I'm Debo. You guys need me to help him. The, the guy that's taken like, you know, more than I, more than I need snaps. him to help me. That guy who's making, what is it? Tw- what's Trey Lance making this year? Twice what Debo's making? Probably. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, I maybe more than twice. Isn't Trey Lance making seven and a half million bucks. Yeah. So what's Debo making? May probably almost making eight. Debo's making like, I don't know. Four. Is he making four? Let's I'm look. looking it up right now. I, but it's I like think, that's part of it. It's like, wait, you need me to help him? You yeah, make, you're right. He's making. He's on the hook for three nine. So the guy's making almost twice as much as me. he's making twice as much as me, and I need to come help him. No, like that would that specifically would be one that would get under my skin. I think for, uh, all the other receivers and the market and all that. You need me to help him, and he's making twice as much as I'm making. No, dude. <laughs> Now they'd be like, fine, look, come for 51. You'll be making more than him then. Right. And then it becomes, there's a lot of dynamics here, but I think part of it is everyone looks around the room and goes, we couldn't have done it without that guy. Like say what you want about Nick, he's going to get paid and Trent Williams, he's a star and George, they couldn't have done it without me. If I'm Debo and, and I, I he's just, he is justified in feeling that way, John. I think well, Debo he's right. He's justified. right. He's right. He's right. So it's, it's a very, I think you said it last week. It's a very complicated situation. It is not a black and white. It's it's very it's a lot of gray area in this whole thing. I, I I'm usually tend to be anti-player, but just more teammate. But I understand because most of the stuff's relatively easy. Like Tyreek Kill, they're gonna pay get paid a lot. Like that's just pro team, pro player, just works out right. Miles Garrett, boom, sweet player gets paid. It's an easy one. This one is just even George Kittle. It's like, what are we talking about? A five million guarantee here or there? It's not even that big a deal, <laughs> right? Th- this one is just, I, I understand yeah, make, where the Niners are coming for seventy million. You know the, the, what he wants, even if it's just like you just want what those guys just got. Like I, I can't give you what those guys just got because you have not done what they've done, even though you did in a ten game span what they've done. It's weird. Well, when weird you situation. invest in something or somebody, right? Like, there's probably no better time for Debo to make the most money he'll ever make in his career than right now. If we were to say, like, how good is he and how much should he be making? But you don't usually make your most amount of money when you're at the very beginning of your prime, where it feels like right now Debo is, like, just past the very beginning of his prime, whatever that's going to – if it's two years or three years or eight years, whatever it is. Like, that makes the most sense, to make the most money right now at 26 years old. Right. That's what makes sense. But that's usually not how this works. Well, I'm not comparing him to this guy because this guy kind of went off the rails. But it's this guy hit the ground running. He was a second round pick and he dominated. And Michael Thomas, they gave him a boatload of money. 
and what the hell has happened since. And again, I, I, I have more confident. I don't know the guy personally, but just watching him last year and what I've heard about him on Debo Samuel than Michael Thomas. But like, it, it's not just a guarantee to work, right? We The, the Saints are a good example. Remember Michael Thomas got to the NFL and by the second year, he's catching like 150 balls. And people are like, this guy is going to just have the greatest career of all time. I haven't seen the guy play in like two years. They hated him. They thought he got, you know, he got surgery on company time and he was yelling at Sean Payton. It just became a disaster. So I sometimes I, I do believe that teams, well, I, I don't believe it, I know it. It's the thing you ask as a scout. And it's the thing you never truly know because, you know, Debo's a millionaire, right? He got a, he signed as a second round pick at pick whatever he was, 36, for almost a $5 million contract. So by the time he's 26, he's made millions of dollars and probably got some, uh, some whatever endorsements off the field. Like he's financially, he's not hurting. Like he can pay the mortgage. He's paying the bills. He's got cash in the bank. He's got some sweet leather pants and chains. He's got some cash, but this is like, this is where I go. You will never take another snap. And this is where the game has changed a lot. When we were kids. And I would say even up until like I, when we were at Fresno state and then the first kind of year I worked at the NFL, I, I think it's changed dramatically. There's been a couple Remember how often in the NFL holdouts would happen? A guy would just would not show up. Emmett Smith had a famous one and held out into the season. That was the only play for, for like the majority of, you know, the league was, it was a motherfucker. It was pretty team friendly. I wouldn't say it shifted to the NBA, but it's become a little more, there's more equality on the sides, right? Now that the players have a lot of juice, the money's huge. If you had the chance to get 50, $60 million guaranteed when you've only made on the field four, or by the end of this year, it'll be actually his career earnings will be because this year was pretty good would be like $10 million because he got 4 million. I think because he made an all pro, you get tendered, you get a little bit more money that last year, but still the difference of 60, 50, it's why TJ Watt, he had been a first round pick, but the amount of money he had on the line, his agent had to tell him you can never take another snap in, in OTAs because if some random backup offensive lineman falls into your leg, you know, whether we end up getting 88 or 95, whatever the number is, that number disappears. And this is not, and, and listen, when Emmett Smith, like 7 million or 12 million back in 94, that it's money's all relative, but the money now even relative with it is outrageous, right? There is just too much on the line because the other thing I tell Debo, if you do are healthy with whatever contract you play, you won't just get the guarantee. Like you might make $98, $100 million, right? Like Devontae and Tyreek, whatever they're guaranteed, they've been just banking every penny of their contract. Diggs, I mean, Diggs hasn't been taking pay cuts, right? He's been, he's just thinking, and in fairness to those guys, they're not thinking the 70 million that we talk about. What do you think Devontae and Tyreek, like I'm going to make 140. I'm going to make yeah. 120. They're not thinking about, you're saying they're, they're thinking about the total value of the contract. I play the whole time. Like, I'm not yeah. going anywhere. Now it's it's really just a it's a safety mechanism because of the sport, but in their mind, and I, I'd be thinking the same thing if I were them. Like I'm banking every penny of this. Yeah. But regardless, those guys are already super rich the moment they saw because they've already had a second contract. I just if I'm Debo's representation, I you could show up if you want, but we're doing the hold in. Now that's hard, and I mean that's it's got to be really awkward. But I, I think that that's kind of the move the high character guys that are team friendly did Aaron Donald though held out twice you know in his prime right the member Khalil Mack he held out the previous year then showed up and then that second year held out and they finally got paid the hard and knocks Khalil year, got right? traded. yeah 
right? Wasn't a hard knock shoe there and Donald was holding out? Yeah, and I mean, for both those guys, wasn't it the right move when it turned out 87 and $90 million? Like that's, think how many people run businesses right now, small businesses all over America that would sell their left fucking right toe to... Wait, why did you switch from left toe to right? Well, because I was going to go left nut, and then I was like, you yeah, know, it's a little vulgar. But we do have Manscaped today. But and then I went right toe. What? But then I was thinking because Tiger was in my head, so I just but just to sell a business for twenty, thirty million dollars, just change their family's life, ninety million dollars. Yeah, I just think it's uh, under no circumstances going to take a snap. Uh, Randall on the stream asked, is it a given that he has to be signed to an extension now? Why is it expected by him to have the team sign him before the contract is complete? Well, you're coming into the last year of the deal, right? Which is typically yeah. when you start to do it. A team wants to avoid you getting a free agency or avoid having a franchise tag you. And so it, it, there are situations where it makes sense for everybody to do it now. Get it off the table. Get it out of the way. Because if you're a player, you are risking things a little bit if you play on the last year of a contract where you could get hurt and then you have no contract and then you're trying to get paid coming off an injury or something. You're like, we'll see what it looks like for Odell Beckham this year, right? Like if Odell had signed some extension when he got to the Rams, oh yeah, yeah. it would have been less. But he'd have he, he would not be worried right now about what his next contract is going to look like. Yeah. So that's would anything else you'd answer you'd add to why is it a given that he has to be signed now? Well, because I think the top players that aren't first round picks at all the positions usually sign going into their fourth year because it, it's it's smart for the team. You get the start. I mean, we're talking. You're not extending like you know, average players, you're, you're only extending all pro level game changers. I mean, look, Devonte Adams, you know, extended his contract, Tyreek Hill at that point in time in their career, you just, you extend the guy, the first chance you have, because that's, that deal looks better in two years. If he maintains that level of play now, there's right. risk involved, but right. And but he it because it's security. And well, money. if you ask the Niners, what would they choose to do? They would choose to play this year out, but I just think, and that would have been an old school, like Greg Papa in the 90s, Al Davis. Like, they, they loved that type shit. That's just not an option anymore. That, 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 to me, what I was saying about how the NFL, the team, having all the control, have bridged a little bit with the power of the star players. But, again, they, they need to have the pitch of, like, if he just shows up and does everything, it, it lessens the Niners' burden and desperation to do something, right? Yeah, if somebody's going to work for you for below market value and not ask for more, are you going to volunteer a raise? No. Why do you tip when you go to a sandwich shop, but you don't tip when you get a sandwich at Safeway? The sandwich counter. You ever got a sandwich at Safeway? There's no tip. I have, yeah. They're pretty good. They are pretty good. They're like actually like seven. They're like cheap. They're like eight dollars. Sneaky. Unreal price point. Like you go yes. there over. Yeah. Good point. Yep. It's a that, sneaky, a good, it's a good, it's a blue collar lunch spot, John. It's, it's always somebody in a, like a safety vest in line. There. That is a good, that is a good sandwich inflation hack right there. Instead of going now, again, we support, you know, Ike's or Mr. Pickles or whatever, but yeah. you're paying $19 when you get this, when you get the same sandwich or similar sandwich for eight ninety nine. I'd say your bread's probably a little higher quality. Maybe your meat's a little, I don't know, but I'm never disappointed with the Safeway sandwich. No, I'm neither am I, but there's no tip option. I might go to Safeway tomorrow. It's a really, it's a good, it's be, I think it's better than Subway. Can I eat there for a, under a $10 bill? You think the sandwich or is it like $11.99? No, I, I think you might be able to. I got one. It's been a few months. I don't remember what it was, but I remember getting one several months ago. Maybe it's like a Subway. turkey or chicken sandwich yeah, or something. Just a turkey sandwich. 
I, I don't mess with their like grilled chicken fake. I don't know. I don't quite trust that necessarily behind the counter. Same with Subway. I don't. Their chicken looks. Yeah. But just a turkey yeah, sandwich, it's turkey. It's all the same. It's all the same turkey for the most part, I think. So what do you, what do you think about uh, saving the mailbag questions for midweek? Yeah, we could do that. We were going to we had some mailbag questions from last week that we we're going to carry over to this show. We could do that. We've already gone like almost an hour. Yeah. Yeah. Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. NerdWallet's trusted financial journalists use fact-based reporting for some much-needed clarity in the finance world. The nerds will help you get smarter about balancing your portfolio and avoiding scams so your money is just as safe as betting against the Cowboys in the playoffs. Planning your tax bill so you don't dread April every year. And saving on travel. Vacations coming. You spend less on airfare, it means you're not choosing between surf or turf. It's surf and turf for dinner and maybe even an extra night stay. So listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you. Tacovas, oh yeah. I was just looking at some pictures of a concert Luke Bryan, my wife and I went to, I don't know, 10 years ago. She had some old cowboy boots on. This is like a couple weeks ago, and I said, you, you need some new boots because we're going to see Luke Combs. So she went to Tacovas. Dot com And they're just perfect. She loves them. You can do the same. You go to Tecovas.com. These boots are Austin designed, Texas tested, handmade down in the boot capital of the world, Leon, Mexico. If you've ever wondered, can I pull off cowboy boots? Then you should pull on a pair of Tecovas and you'll see they'll become your new favorite footwear. Cowboys knew what they were doing when they invented Western wear. And it's all kinds of Western staples. Trucker jackets, the perfect jeans to go with your boots performance pearl snaps cowboy hats bandanas you name it they'll get you outfitted if you can't make it to a store tecovas delivers the most premium quality most comfortable western goods right to your door visit tecovas.com that's t-e-c-o-v-a-s.com and point your toes west i gotta tell you about the eufy video lock i've spent years trying to upgrade my security system at the house with one of those big-name companies that, I'll be honest, sucks. I got the Eufy Video Lock, and it's an automatic improvement. That's Eufy, E-U-F-Y, Video Lock. It's easy to install, just a Phillips screwdriver, no drilling required, and now I've got the keyless entry. I always go for walks. I don't want to take keys. I hate stuff in my pockets. I go without the keys. The fingerprint recognition lets me in in less than one second. There's no monthly fees. You have your recordings locally. You never have to pay for storage. I love knowing that doorbell ring was just a delivery. I don't have to jump up and get it. Or if I'm out of town, I can look. I can see the landing in front of the door and tell the neighbor, hey, do you mind swinging by and picking up something? I love the 3-in-1 video smart lock from Eufy, and you will too. So search Eufy Video Lock, E-U-F-Y Video Lock, or visit eufyofficial.com slash video lock to see how you can gain complete control of your door. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea innovation, and partnership. We're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? 
These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Can I say something about Adam Schefter? This is a little hairy situation, but... I, let's say I, I got a, something after that I want to hit on. Is it about Dwayne Haskins? Yeah. So but not not involved with Adam. Okay. I mean, it's, you know, I, I, we don't have all the details as we do this Sunday night shitty situation. Adam got a lot of flack. I thought rightfully, so, understandably so. For those who didn't see his tweet about Dwayne Haskins, when Dwayne, when the news broke that Dwayne was killed, um, I think it was something like uh, Dwayne Haskins who struggled to maintain an NFL career, or it was something like that. Struggle, struggled to like find a footing or something. Struggled to find his footing. Struggled was in the first sentence, right? Yeah. And a lot of people just, just people who just don't know Dwayne, and then like a lot of people with like fifty-eight thousand followers that do know Dwayne Haskins or more gave Adam a lot of criticism. Did he delete that tweet and then kind of rephrase it? He did. I, I mean, one thing he's battled a little bit, right, is Ohio State has a pretty big presence of famous people. So he's getting hammered. Destroyed. Yeah, he's getting hammered. And um, I I thought it was in uh, poor taste. I, I do. But I also, uh, like, the first thing I thought of was Shepard. Did, did he break the story, you think? I don't. See, that's a good question. If that's the way you break the story, that's even a little more uncomfortable. Um, he was a guy I, you would text me, and I had seen it before you would text me his tweet, but I was kind of like dozing off. So it wasn't yeah, really- I, I, I just uh, so the one thing I'll say about it, I thought it was poorly done, but we're all, I don't know, it's not even that I'm defending Adam. I do think Adam, this is just my theory, he is a like, he, he is a journalist, right? He is a newspaper journalist. If you read an obituary that a family writes, that's different than, you know, the the obituary that a reporter writes when somebody famous dies. And I've actually always been a little uncomfortable by this. Like you've heard people say famous people, they do something that fucks them up. And like one thing will be like, God, I, that's going to be the first line of my obituary. Right. It's like a what? negative thing. Like, oh, shit, that's going to be in the first. Like line if I the- died tomorrow and my mom wrote I was the greatest Raider postgame host to ever host Raiders postgame. Uh, but that's the family obituary <laughs> is different than the than the person who is a famous person getting a newspaper obituary. Oh yeah, right? yeah, yeah. you know what I mean. I and my point is, if you, I actually, uh, this was my take was like, I think he was writing it the way, you know, you would write a newspaper obituary, and it's still, I wouldn't, I don't, I'm not comfortable with like that kind of thing. Struck. It'd be one thing if it was, you know, he had done something legally really terrible, and that's what he was most known for. But that's that shouldn't be the first sentence. That said, because he is, I mean, he was cut, I think, by year two as being a first round pick. I mean, it was a pretty polarizing story, right? Yeah, for sure. I I hate having that define, be the first sentence to define someone's life. But I will say this, and I that was my take. Then today, I just happened to read Florio's story. In like the fifth paragraph, Florio's story is Haskins struggled, blah, 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 blah. I think the problem is not saying struggled. The problem is that being the first line of like the postmortem, which is... You know, now it's it's just, yeah, it's uh, it, anyway, I, I again, not defending Adam, but I, that was my my mind went to was like, you know, I think that's probably what he was doing. Just went straight reporter, you know, journo. And um, I know he's not an obituary writer, but I just think there's a way that every newspaper, like every journal, there's just like some journalism to it. 
I'm not defending it, but I I think I kind of get it. I think that's what was happening, but I haven't heard him explain. But anyway, it's also one of those things, right? It happened on Twitter where, you know, 15 percent of society is majority of people don't tweet how many people are on. But it obviously, yeah, I mean, he, he's unique. He's I will dead. say if I had just seen that tweet without seeing anything else, I would have gone Ugh. like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Maybe I'm numb to it. I didn't think much of it. And then I realized I didn't, after. The problem was I didn't see it until I had already known what happened. So I don't have a real natural reaction to it. Yeah. I mean, he pivoted quick. Then there's Gil Brandt. Yeah. I've had this take for a while and I've had it with Hubie Brown. Now, Hubie, in fairness, still okay. Doesn't have uh, outrageous takes either. No, no, no. It's more just an 85-year-old still calling NBA games. It's kind of crazy. I mean, I, I don't know. Vern probably close to 80. I mean, it's clearly holding on for dear life to hold doing whole 16 at the masters. Like it's, it's a pretty big job. Do you know who held that job in like 1984? Jim Nance. Like that was Jim Nance's job. Now Vern granted the Jim was, think, Jim was 22. <laughs> I think Vern was calling it with Musburger. Like he yeah. just, he kind of got demoted. I, I, I struggle with older people, like holding them to similar standards, not someone 68, but once you're talking an 80 plus guy, Gil Brandt is 90 years old. Maybe he's 80. Let me let me just get his. I think he actually might be 90. While you're looking, I'll read. This is a good perspective here while you're looking. He's 90, guy. Oh, okay. Gil Brandt is 90 years old. And my biggest issue, and I hope Elon just takes people out, and he will. He's already ruffling some feathers, is this gang mentality. And it's like, and I know it's a little with Schefter. It's like, this guy just died. He's 23, 24 years old fucking gets hit by a truck crossing the street. Just a horrific. What do you think about him? A football player is irrelevant. And and the whole story on the app becomes about Schefter. It's like, this guy just died. And that's whatever. And then Gil Brandt, who said something pretty stupid. But again, the guy's fucking 90 years old. He said, barely- said he was living to be dead. And if he had stayed in school another year, maybe he wouldn't have been on the highway or something along those yeah, lines. Yeah, and he said this on NFL radio. Yeah. Uh, and he's, you know, he's been... You know, you're around serious. It feels like one of their now it feels like he's diminished a little bit, but I'd say he's one of their bigger guys, historically sports broad. I mean, he's been a mainstay on Sirius XM since they've been going for whatever, 15 years, right? On yeah. one of their bigger channels for sports. Mm-hmm. But he's 90 years old and everyone is just destroying him, which again, if you and I said that, if Schefter says that, you should eviscerate him. He's fucking 90. He can barely string together. I, I I'm a little bit of an ageist. When it comes to certain ages, like that is, he shouldn't be like, who cares? He's 90 years old. If you just got the the pulse of just 90 year olds in different industries and got their takes, like most people can't just, I think Warren Buffett's getting close to 90. Hell, he might be like, whenever I see him talk like this guy can handle himself. Most guys are not in that situation at 90 years old. Yeah, I, um, so I've, I've, I've agreed with that take for a long time. I felt similarly. Uh, I also think when you are, I could view that one through like friends and family of the guy and my only, which is almost another category of how dare you. But like I saw, I, I like this guy, but Bucky Brooks was like the humanity of this. And he quote, it's like Bucky. Yeah. He's fucking 90. Like, I, can't you just take a deep breath? Take some, like you, you're grown up professional and realize what's going on here. If you guys want to cross Adam for the comment, I get it. But like, what are we doing here? What a waste of everyone's life. Yeah, you could you could argue, are we better off not giving that a bigger let are we better off letting that thing just disappear into space with nobody really hearing it and Dwayne's and this, family never having to hear it? 
and this gets back on, do you see Elon might take the W out of Twitter to be titter? And on titter, did you see he put a poll up? Should I take the no. W out of Twitter? I didn't see that. <laughs> and so the, the, the conversation on titter, it became for like three or four hours, the tragic death of this guy. It felt, and again, this is just my timeline, but that's yeah. what Titter represents to me. Whatever my timeline is, is just Adam Schefter and Gil Brandt. And well, just, and that's always what happens. Like, I agree. This is the app's problem. You know, it, it, it's tried and true formula with any situation like that, right? If if something happens tomorrow that's really bad, within an hour it becomes well, whatever whoever screwed up to the story. Typically, y- yeah, I agree to a point. Although I will say, I think the app is just a reflection of the way a lot of people talk. So like you and I, if we were sitting together on the couch and Twitter didn't exist and the news story came on, Dwayne Haskins dies and that's it. And whatever we say to each other would never be broadcast anywhere. Nobody else would know it. Our conversation would not be us sitting there going, man, thoughts and prayers. And then you would say to me, thoughts and prayers, man. And then we would just move on to another topic. Like, it's just not how it works. But there are times where publicly that's all that needs to be said is yeah. this is terrible. I, no, I agree. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so that's that's where I think Twitter is just or any social media app is just a reflection of Twitter. the way that we talk in a non-public way. And sometimes things that get said non-publicly are just meant to be non-public and just stay between the four people that said it, and it doesn't go anywhere. Gil did say this on NFL Radio. <laughs> Gil did say it on NFL Radio. <laughs> and I think that's where, to your point, and I saw somebody say this, and you said it just now, and Fergus on the stream just said, I was too shocked to the news to really care how it was written, to be honest. And I think that's that's a very good point, which is basically, who cares what Adam Schefter or Gil, like, it should be about the family of the person who died in a I mean, I read an article. Oh, it was John Miller's daughter, who's a writer. Did you see this thing? Wrote a piece in the Chronicle today, Sunday. And um, it was just about how last year when the Giants were, uh, she was rooting for the Giants to lose. So their season would end because her grandmother, John Miller's mom, had COVID and was on hospice care. They thought she, they thought she was going to die. And she just wanted the season to end so John could go be with his with his mom. And I, I didn't know this. John Miller's first wife had died very suddenly, like 12 years ago. So this is the John's daughter is writing this, talking about her mom died at 60 years old, very suddenly, you know, a little more than a decade ago. And so she read a lot of books about grief and that, you know, when somebody dies suddenly, it's it's a very traumatizing thing. The act of not being able to say goodbye to somebody is a is is something that survivors it's very difficult. And um, I can only imagine the Dwayne situation, like how somebody dies and whether or not you get to say goodbye to them when they die can be a very traumatizing thing for people. So for that situation to play out publicly, especially like imagine being the family of the person that Henry Ruggs killed losing somebody in and of itself in its own little box is devastating, but to have that be the story all the time and it's constantly being brought up and there's a trial and it's very public. And I can't imagine what it's like for those people, right? The, 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 the family of the girl that Henry Ruggs killed. And well, for look, Dwayne, I mean, look at, look at all the public ones historically, right? The good, uh, what was the, what was the guy's name that was killed with Nicole Simpson? Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Gold, Ron Goldman, Ron Goldman, uh, yes. Pauly, Pauly class. I remember she was killed in Stockton or, or Lodi and, and the guy killed her out of like ripped her out of the house and flipped off the dad. You know, it's just those type situations get very hectic. Right. 
Uh, now, that, and, that's murder, but I'm just mean like yeah, yeah. just sudden death. I, I've lost grandparents, my father, sickness, and it's a bill. You just kind of come to terms with it as it leading up. Like this is not going well. It's you're just the older you are, you're able to handle it. And even then, like I saw with my mom and her own parents who had Alzheimer's and cancer. I mean, she's still shook 20 years later, right? Some It all depends on the person. Well, you know, one thing that gave me chills this year on this on the stream, Demo says it's scary seeing someone that dies the day you see them. They, um, you remember, you know, Utah football had two players killed. Yeah. One shot himself accidentally, and the other one, Aaron Lowe, was killed at like a party the day they honored Ty Jordan. And I remember seeing a picture of Aaron War, Lowe. Like, War's number, right? War's number, best friend since high school. And um, Ashley Adamson, who I know really well from the Pac-12 Network, was in Utah. They were doing like the pre- and post-game show that day. And I remember her telling me, I saw Aaron Lowe walking off the field. And I just watched him like, what a cool, you know, this is what a moment for him. He walked off the field. Like eight hours later, he shot and killed, right? And I, that would, that, like, I remember when she described it to me, just thinking like, God, that is a, that's an out of, uh, that's a wild experience, right? Like, I think we, the our brains, it's really hard to process stuff like that. So this thing that Haskins family is going through, and once you even just some of the details that we have, I, well, God, I would imagine see, there's going to be Instagram. He Instagram like he's been training with Steve, like Najee Harris the day before. They're all hanging out, like they work out together. So those guys were all with them all week. Najee had had like this Burberry outfit on, and Dwayne Instagram making fun of him being really rich the day before. And Najee's laughing, like they don't like think about those guys. Whenever you lose someone. I saw it with Andy Reese's son when we were all with him at training camp. We spent every day with mm, him. Mm. You just, everyone, you know, the older you get, these situations kind of become somewhat unavoidable, which is sad, which is kind of the way the world, it's just, it's a jarring experience for every human being that's associated with it. I think de death is crazy because it happens to all of us. It happens around all of us. Everyone we, not to get, you know, everyone we know will die and we will die. <laughs> and yet, it's you're kind of numb to it, you know, when some you're like, oh, somebody else, somebody's whatever, somebody's stepfather died, he'll be out from work for the next week. You're like, oh, yeah, well, we all go through it. But holy shit, man, it is the worst. I know it's a, and that that like is really weird to me. And I don't really I don't I probably will never quite be able to pro, to put that in a box where I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. It doesn't make it's maybe Buddha understood it. I don't know, but I don't. Yeah, I don't, most people don't. It's wild. Anyway. Pod got uh, deep. But I will say, like, that conversation to me is much more productive than I can't believe what Schefter did. Well, exactly. And it makes what Schefter did or what Gilbrandt said so irrelevant. It's so... I know. So irrelevant. And again, I had an opinion on it. You have an opinion on it. And that's the thing. Like, there are things that happen that are irrelevant that we have opinions on, and we share those opinions, but it doesn't mean that it's more relevant than, you know, the real thing that happened. Well said. I don't know. I don't know if it was or not. I'm just blabbing. Anyway, um, so go to iTunes, leave us a review, mailbag question. We'll get some. We'll work. We're, we'll figure. We're, we're playing with some different things. Mailbag end of the week. Sometimes we'll work them in. Maybe we'll start working them in during the week. Um. Share your thoughts with us always on the streams. Appreciate it. Yeah. Share share with your friends, your, your enemies too, I guess. Deep deep ham pod. Yeah, probably, no, probably not a time to have enemies. Just be nice to people this week, maybe. <laughs> Enemy Let's, pause. Let's put yeah. enemies on pause. 
Applause on the enemies. All right. All friends. Bye, everybody. <laughs> You're all unblocked. <laughs> Goodbye, friends. Goodbye, friends. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.